Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Love podcast, your guide to everything love, sex, intimacy, and relationships. Each week, your host, Zach Beach, interviews new experts on love, including couples therapists, relationship coaches, sex educators, and best-selling authors. Learn the best tips and cutting-edge wisdom to better love yourself, others, and the world. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Learn to Love podcast, everyone. I am your host, Zach Beach, and I'm here with the incredible author and relationship expert, Susan Breton. Hello, Susan, and Hello, welcome to Zach the Beach. show. <laughs> <laughs> We're neighbors. We live on the other side of a ridge of Mount Tamalpais. I know. Uh, in Marin County, California. And I just got back from a mountain bike ride, and I was so excited to get back and talk to you about what it takes to turn your mate into your soulmate. Not only your soulmate, but your sexual soulmate. So thank you for having me to talk about one of my very favorite things, which is passionate <laughs> lovemaking. Well, thanks so much. I'm just looking at the window right now. It's a beautiful day. So I appreciate you coming inside for an hour to talk, <laughs> to talk with, with me. And things are still pretty closed down. We're still on the internet, but I feel you on the other side of that mountain. Yeah. And today we are going to talk about sexual soulmates. And for our listeners that don't know, Susan Breton is known as the intimacy expert to millions. And she is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion for their entire lives. She is the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, a publisher of heart-connected love-making techniques, and bedroom communication skills, and The 20, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. A best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs, including Sexual Soulmates, Relationship Magic, and Revive Her Drive, Susan has been featured in The New York Times, on CNBC, The Today Show, and is also a frequent guest on ABC, CBS, CW, Fox, and NBC. So much amazing, incredible work you're doing. How are you today, Susan? I'm just feeling so great right now. It feels like everybody's coming out of our little, our little caves and we're beginning <laughs> to reconnect and... Even people who've been living together all through the pandemic are starting to, you know, stretch their wings and to feel like the world is at least coming mm. back to normal, but also in a lot of inquiry because we, we went into this major pattern disrupt mm -hmm. and our lives changed. They'll never go back to the way we were. And for many of us, we're having an existential crisis. We're like, okay, do I really want to go back to an office full time? Or I just spent a year with my partner and I'm not sure I want to be with them anymore. Or I know I want to be with my partner, but I have to make it more exciting and interesting. It's not the way it used to be or the way that I want it to be going forward. I mm -hmm. think there's just a lot of existential curiosity and questioning because we've been in such a disrupted state 
Mm-hmm. That really no one is saying, let's make it the way it used to be. Everyone is wondering, what could I have? How could it be? And with that, I really want to have a conversation with you today, Zach, about what does a fantastic intimate life look like? How can you go from being dissatisfied to more satisfied than you ever thought possible in Mm. a relationship. And that's whether you're currently in one or you're looking for love. How do you find the right person and start out on the right foot? What are those things that create a foundation for super hot, sexy, deeply connected, passionate intimacy? What is that like? What am I going for? That's the conversation I'm looking forward to having with you today. Wow, that's a tall order. <laughs> I'm a tall woman. <laughs> I mean, I literally am a tall woman. <laughs> I can handle it, Zach. All right. I love it. I love it. So you're absolutely right. This is going to be an amazing conversation about a fantastic, intimate life from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And you're absolutely right that people are coming out of the woodwork. I was at a restaurant a couple days ago, and I even walked by a bar, and I saw like these couple pairs talking, and I'm like... I think they're on their first date. You know, I think they're out for the first time. They're happy to explore and to connect with other people. So I'm tempted to like, yeah, kind of start from like like the beginning to the end. But let's just talk about that beginning, mm-hmm. the finding the partner and the initial dates. What's the best place to start? I'm really curious. You mentioned like we want a full lifetime of intimate sexual satisfaction. And we want to make sure that the first steps are the correct ones. We want to find the right partner. Mm -hmm. So what are some green flags we want to look for? And what are some red flags we want to look out for? So the most important thing is to understand what your relationship values are. Because until you know what it is you want most out of a relationship, you literally cannot have that. One of my top selling book that I've written, and as you mentioned, I think in my introduction, I've written 35 books and programs on passionate lovemaking and romance and intimacy. And this book is called Relationship Magic. You can find Mm -hmm. it at myrelationshipmagic.com. You can find it on Amazon, but it's cheaper if you go to myrelationshipmagic.com. You can download it for 10 bucks. And it's a workbook that helps you explore what it is that you want most out of being in a relationship. And the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is that each one of us has a different set of relationship values. And when as few as the top four things that you value most in a relationship get met within that relationship, you are 95% of the way to having that incredibly satisfying experience that you that you want. Mm. But until you can understand what it is, and you can put it into words, and you can give examples of it to a prospective partner, there's no way that that partner could ever know what they are because they're an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. So I like to call it the golden rule versus the platinum rule. We all know the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. But the problem is when you treat your partner the way you want to be treated and they you're a woman and they're a man and you come from entirely different perspectives and hormonal, you know, experience, et cetera, you know, he's testosterone driven and you're estrogen driven and you just are totally different people. There's no way that you want the same things in a relationship. You want different things. So mm-hmm. 
instead of the golden rule, you want to play the platinum rule, which is treat your partner the way they want to be treated and have them do Mm. the same for you. And essentially, my relationship magic is this workbook that allows you to figure out what it is that has to be in place for you to be satisfied in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that includes what are the absolute deal breakers. Those go at the top for you. And they're really based on your value system. They're called relationship values because they're based on your personal values. They're Mm not um, surface things. They're actually the things that are the most in-depth. So you might think you want a you know, a a man who's over five foot 11, who's a liberal atheist, who's a college graduate, who likes his job, owns his home and drives a car, not a skateboard or a bicycle or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. that might be your list. And those are great, what I would call qualifying questions for someone. Yes, Mm -hmm. are they a match in those kind of external values? But really, you might be as a woman, someone who prefers and needs security more than anything Mm. else, but also wants complete honesty in your relationship and doesn't want to be with someone who can't speak their truth to you Mm. because that makes you feel unsafe, which goes back to your number one relationship value, which is security. Mm. It might be Mm. that you value faith and faith might be one of the things that is a deal breaker for you. If someone doesn't believe in the God that you believe in, they wouldn't be the right partner for you. Mm. They don't meet your values. Or it could be that that's nowhere near any place on your list. And what you actually want is passion. You want physical affection, touch. You want to be romanced. You want someone who really thinks about the man-woman part of your relationship, perhaps not first and foremost, but right up there at the top. So you wouldn't want to be with someone who didn't keep you safe and make you feel safe and secure who wasn't telling you the truth at all times so you knew knew where you stood and who absolutely must be romancing you and holding you and kissing you and loving you and giving you great sex and being fun and taking you on trips and going for hikes and doing bike rides and planning picnics and things like that. Because why would you be in a relationship if you couldn't have that? Now, that Mm. might not describe you at all. And that's what's great about relationship magic. Understanding your relationship values is what allows you to say to a person, here are the things that are really, really important. These give me the feelings I want to feel when I'm in a relationship. And when I don't have those feelings, I don't feel like I'm in the right relationship. Mm. So um, doing your own relationship values, going through the workbook, figuring them out, then you know what you're gunning for. Then Hmm. you can say to a person, you know, this is what I want most. I want you to totally take care of me. I want you to get my car door. I want you to walk on the outside of the sidewalk. I want you to never do stupid things like drive, you know, in a dangerous way that would put me in danger. I need to be safe all the time. And this prospective partner is like, I can totally do that for you. I will keep you safe. I will be your protector. I will be your fierce protector. There is no problem with that. I got you, girl. I got (laughs) you. Right? And then you're like, Mm -hmm. ah, I needed to hear that. Thank you. And, And what I say to people about relationship values is when you wake up every day and you think about what your partner wants most and you give that to them, they feel like they are in the perfect relationship. Mm. When they do the same for you with a totally different set of things that you want, you feel great together. Mm. 
And what I've seen time and time again is that people treat each other the way they want to be treated, not thinking about the platinum rule. Mm -hmm. So when you're dating, I think the clarity around your value system in relationship is paramount to finding a partner who will be that perfect person. And, you know, when we were talking before we started doing your show today and we were getting ready for the show, one of the things that I told you was that my book, Sexual Soulmates, that I believe that sexual soulmates are co-created, that you don't just, I mean, chemistry is nice, but in all honesty, sex gets good once you practice together. And Mm. when you can talk to each other about what turns you on and what you like and what feels good in every moment, and you create your sexual experience together, it's exactly like creating Mm. the relationship that you really, truly want. Most people want to give you both the relationship and the sex life that you desire if you'll just tell them what it is. I love that. I love the platinum rule because it happens so often in relationships. You think, I really like massages, so I'm going to give my partner a massage. And then they're kind of like, meh. (laughs) Because it's like, it's not what they themselves wanted. And I love your emphasis on figuring out understanding our own values what we care about in the relationship and then on those first initial dates we kind of suss out if this person has the same values that we do no it's not that their values do not have to match yours at all oh if you're talking about a heterosexual couple which is what most people are and I, i mean i'm supportive of everyone but if you're just talking about a heterosexual couple what a man wants out of a relationship is totally different than what a woman wants out of a relationship mm. that's why understanding each other's values is really important. You got to know what yours are so you can tell him so he can give that to you and Mm. vice versa. Very similar to like a love language. This is what you speak, what you hear and understand. And we want to learn the partner's language as well. Well, I really don't like the love languages. I'm probably the the only person in the world (laughs) that finds it annoying. I've read the love languages, and here's what happens with the love languages. Mm -hmm. The love languages, people are like, well, I like words of affection, and I like, you know, touch, or I like acts of service, or whatever. And the thing is, why not have all five? Mm -hmm. Like, if there's five love languages, why the hell aren't you doing all five? And this goes back to what you just said. Like, people feel like they have to choose their love language. And what, you're only going to get words of affirmation now. You're not going to get touch. You're not going to get any presents anymore. Screw that, man. I don't like it because people always take it down to the derivative of the most basic thing, which is this is my love language. And it's like, no, let's do all five people. Mm. Because you were just talking about, you know, the person who gives massages and the other person doesn't really want them. Mm -hmm. Well, I was talking to one of my clients just recently and she said, you know, I'm dating a guy and I'm constantly petting him and stroking him. I'm stroking his hair. I'm stroking his arm. I'm feeling his chest. I've got my hand on his leg. I'm, I'm hugging him. I'm, I'm, I'm kissing his cheeks. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm squeezing his hand. I'm holding his hand. I'm grabbing him. I'm grabbing his butt. I'm grabbing his package. I'm just like... (laughs) constantly have my hands all over him and he loves it, but he isn't doing it back to me. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, okay, there's two possibilities here. The first is that he doesn't realize you're you're doing it to get it. 
Like he, he just, it sounds to me and like, how, how is he doing with all the touching? You know, does he, is he ever pulling away from you? No, he's leaning in. <laughs> he's, he's like coming over for me to pet him. <laughs> Which I just think is so cute. And, you know, so mm -hmm. he's coming over to get petted. He's he's always, you know, holding his hand out to reach me, whatever. But he's not petting me back. And I said, okay, so you have to tell him you want him to pat you back. <laughs> <laughs> because he probably, he's loving the petting. And he's he's receiving mm -hmm. it. But he hasn't, number one, gotten filled up yet from it. You know, he's still in the luxuriation of, ah, oh, this woman's fantastic. I'm getting so much great mm. affection. <laughs> Men and women, we all, people across the gender spectrum, we love affection. But many of us didn't grow up in households where there was a lot of affection. Our parents didn't hold mm -hmm. us and hug us enough. And then we dated people who came from environments like that where there wasn't a lot of holding and touching. And so there was mm -hmm. never a enough love and touch. So this guy's getting all filled up by you. And sometime soon it might dawn on him that probably why you're doing all that is because you'd like to have it done to you. But why wait? Tell him, mm -hmm. I want you to touch me as much as I touch you. Maybe even more because I'm constantly grabbing you. And then mm. show him ways you like him to touch you. Give him the story of your touch profile. Do you like that hand at the small of your back guiding you through the door that he's getting for you? Do you like when he squeezes above your knee while you're sitting next to each other? Does he squeeze your hand three squeezes? I love you when no, when everyone's mm. around but nobody knows that's what he's doing do you like it when he strokes your hair from the top to the bottom do you love it when he kisses your eyelids one and then another do you love it when you're walking by and he grabs you and he pulls you close and he gives you a big nice firm squeeze and then he let you go on your way. What is it that you like? Start to have the conversation about touch and share and ask for touch. There's nothing wrong with asking for love when you want it. And pretty soon he'll be so good at it that you'll pretty much be your hands on each other all the time because obviously he's been enjoying it and he just needs to know that it's okay to give it back. Tell him what you need. Absolutely. It's so important to know what we want and be open and courageous enough to ask for it. Yeah. And it is nice when you do have two partners who are willing to meet each other's needs. And once I know my values, I'm communicating that to my partner, they know their values, then I feel like we're all just talking about cultivating that connection and intimacy. And a lot of folks say that intimacy is all about communication and talking to each other about your needs and desires and wants. And since you have a fairly controversial opinion on love languages, <laughs> so I'm curious, what, <laughs> what role do you feel communication plays in achieving intimacy in a relationship? Well, I think there's talk and then there's action. Mm. And I love talk. I think it's fantastic. As a matter of fact, one of, you know, we, we want to talk about sexual soulmates, how to turn your mate or your date into your sexual soulmate. And uh, there are six essentials to connected sex. 
uh, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years now, teaching people how to transform having sex into making love. My keyword mm. is hashtag passionate lovemaking. That's my jam. I like to teach people <laughs> how to have great, hot, surrendered, conscious, heart-connected sex. What I like is the kind of sex where you are completely surrendered to each other, where you can't mm. tell where my orgasm starts and your orgasm ends, where men become multi-orgasmic men. And I don't mean ejaculating repeatedly. I mean feeling and experiencing full-body orgasms from the pleasure that's being co-created with his partner. I like women who are able to come and come and come and essentially be in the state of orgasm for potentially hours and days on end with their lover. Wow. I like the kind of lovemaking that is so connected that it's an interplay where the sensation that's being generated and the connection that you have with each other and the presence that you bring to the moment where you, neither of you know what's going to happen next because you're just riding and creating the waves of bliss together. Mm. That's what I love. I love, now I want this. Now let's do this. Oh, that was so hot, baby. You turned me on so much that you are surrendered to the interplay of passion together. And to get to that, you have to have some components, some foundation. And one of mm. those foundations is this presence that I mentioned. And lovemaking is a mindfulness practice, really. Mm. Another great expert in love and romance is Dr. David Snarch, S-C-H-N-A-R-C-H, Snarch. <laughs> and he <laughs> wrote a book called Passionate Lovemaking, A Passionate Marriage. But mm. one of the things that he said is that there are three kinds of sex. There's the kind of sex where I would describe it as friction. I'm getting off and you're getting off. I might be fantasizing about some guy I saw, you know, three days ago when I was out at the car dealership and, and you're rubbing my genitals and I'm getting off, but I'm not really with you. We're just creating friction. And that's not heart connected. And then there's the second mm. kind of sex, which is the kind of sex that I'm talking about, which is the passionate lovemaking, the heart connected, the surrendered to each other, completely honest, completely vulnerable in the moment. You're not worried about whether your ass looks big. You're just feeling the sensation you're co-creating and you're getting each other off in real time simultaneously. And then there's the third kind of lovemaking, which is maybe you go, it's, it's, it's graduated from that. It's, it's what David Snart calls role play. Mm. Um, and, and I don't like that word. That's not what I would have chosen. You know, it was probably fine at the time for David and his world, because I think role play makes it sound kind of like it's performative. And I don't like performative sex. I don't like sex that's been informed by porn or informed by something you've seen somewhere else. What I like is the, the knowing that we have insane amounts of body wisdom and we have insane amounts of fantastic creativity and desire that once we allow that to be unleashed, we, and we, ask for what we want in the moment, we can mm. be the giver and the receiver. And we move from just having this, you know, I'm doing you or you're doing me 
to we're doing each other, but maybe I'm taking the lead in this particular case. Maybe I'm throwing you down on the bed and I'm hopping on top of you and I'm practicing having even more orgasms from doing cowgirl style sex because I'm enjoying it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making love to you and I'm taking you up to the very edge of orgasmic pleasure and I'm stretching that moment out in time. You're just lying there and I'm telling you dirty, sexy stories and I'm just taking you to the edge and bringing you back down and taking you to the edge and bringing you back down and taking you to the edge and bringing you back down. And you're just out of your mind in pleasure. But we're still in that interplay. Only I'm currently in charge of the sexy generation of the pleasure. And then in four more minutes, you're going to be on top of me going down on me and I'm having incredible orgasms. I'm completely out of control and you're kind of running my operating system. So when I think about role play, I don't really like role play. Like I'm going to be the, you know, little bad girl and you're going to be the daddy and spank me or whatever. What I like is what my, one of my mentors, Dr. Patty Taylor called being switchy, where I can go from being the deliverer of sensation and holding the frame and kind of guiding the sensation where you're surrendering to you can flip that and let me surrender. Or we can do the second kind of lovemaking that I described, which is the interplay where we're just playing back and forth together. It's always getting mm. to that playing back and forth together, which goes back to one of the six essentials of connected sex, this notion of presence being a mindfulness act where every time you start thinking about something else, you bring yourself back to your lover and the connection that you're creating with your lover in the moment. And that's what allows you to get better and better and better in bed together. Wow. So, okay. First of all, it's getting a little hot in here. <laughs> I, need to, I need to open a window. It's getting too hot. <laughs> you were saying. So I want to get some terms, some terms down perhaps. Okay. So we got to define sexual soulmates. You mentioned the word heart connection. I want to get into that. Okay. And then of course, we've got to cover those six essentials. So let's do the first one. Let's just go back to the today's topic. Because you're using this term sexual soulmates, which I think many people are not familiar with. They think of like the soulmate is this true love that's out there and you find them and then you fall madly in love with happily ever after, which has its own, you know, baggage that can be unpacked. But let's talk about what is a sexual soulmate. Well, a sexual soulmate is essentially someone who you are willing to learn with behind closed doors, whose game to try new positions, try new techniques, be mm. authentic, be present with you, who's willing to practice presence, who's willing to be seen, who's willing to love you, to tell you they love you, to adore and worship you, to pleasure you, to care about your emotional body and physical body who might also be willing to try to have spiritual sex of some kind you know orgasm is a is a is a is a state of mind very similar to meditation it's a bliss state and when you go into bliss states, when you are actually in a theta brainwave state of bliss, of orgasm, and you can ride those waves of org orgasmic pleasure together, you can have spiritual experiences. You can, the same way that when you meditate, you can feel 
all living things. You can touch God. You can uh, feel connected to Gaia. You can have a palpable experience of source. I'm just using a lot of different words to describe the different ways that people talk about finding God in the ecstatic expression of orgasm. That's what sexual soulmates mm. can do. So sexual soulmates are co-created, not found mm. on Tinder. You can find a person <laughs> on Tinder and then they can become your sexual soulmate. And you can have many sexual soulmates. You can have many sexual soulmates at the same time. You can have them serially over your lifetime, whatever is right for you. If you're an ethical, non-monogamous person, you might have more than one lover. You could be in a polypod of people who all make love together at various times. Mm -hmm. Or you could just have one partner at a time that you work on having this, you know, co-creating this sexual soulmate experience mm -hmm. with. I love that. I love how the emphasis on sexual soulmates is that it's made, it's about trying and, and attempting and learning and practicing and taking care of each other. Because for a lot of people, like soulmates is this idea that all you need to do is meet the right person and everything will fall into place. And there's just a natural chemistry that will arise. But rather, this is something that you work towards and practice and grow together. Well, chemistry can also evolve. Mm. So you can start off with someone, you know, there's a lot of terms out there now. I'm a demisexual. I'm a sapiosexual. I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm like, yeah, pr pretty much everybody is. <laughs> I mean, you know, what you think you're going to get turned on by somebody who's just dumb? No, we all are looking for someone whose intelligence matches our intelligence. And, you know, we get intellectually stimulated as well as sexually stimulated or demisexual. I can't really fall in love with anybody till I'm emotionally connected. I'm like, you and two billion other people. Like it all sounds so great. I have a PR firm and they bring me a lot of media opportunities. You know, would you like to comment on this? Would you like to comment on that? And I remember when I first started doing it and, you know, I would get these things, you know, do you want to weigh in on demisexuality? I'm like, no, because I think it's friggin' stupid. Uh -oh. You know, it's like everybody wants emotional connection and the people who don't are sociopaths and you should not be dating them. Mm. I'm kind of old school, I guess, you know, it's like all these little terms, everything. And so the whole idea of meeting someone on Tinder and turning them into your soulmate, if their game, it doesn't have to start with chemistry. Your bodies don't mm. matter. What your bodies look like, you know, you have to be in love with the connection that you create, not with what your bodies mm. look like, because that will really hold you back. So focusing on the pleasure and the intimacy and the love, mm. that's what makes the chemistry happen. I love that. Focusing on the pleasure and intimacy and love makes the chemistry happen. So, okay, next, there are six essentials. Yeah. So the first one here is presence. And what's next? I'll read them all to you right now. And I want to let your listeners know that you can buy Sexual Soulmates on Amazon.com, no problem at all. But I give it away for free in the PDF form at Sexual Soulmates book com. So everything we're about to talk about, there's so much more at the download of the PDF if you want it at sexualsoulmates.com. Um, so number one is presence, because if you're not present and connected with me, why am I having sex with you? Why are we here right now? Number two, lover space, especially for the feminine. A guy, you could be like, and this, I always speak in generalities, and I don't mean to be so like gender biased, but 
sex is definitely a bell mm. curve and testosterone has its way and so does estrogen and we are different the masculine and feminine so when i say these generalities know that everyone falls on the spectrum but i'm always talking about the giant middle of the bell curve with the typical behavior your results may vary mileage may mm -hmm. vary right it's not no it's no big thing don't shoot the messenger just take what you can out of it and be happy mm -hmm. <laughs> so Generally, if you say to a guy, hey, do you want to fuck? He'll be like, yeah, right here, right now. Okay. But if you say to a woman, hey, do you want to fuck? She'll be like, what? No, I don't want to fuck. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> and so what women need is a number of different conditions to be right mm. so that we can surrender to our pleasure. And one of those is lover space, which is What's the environment like? The environment needs to be right for us. And for some women, a lot of things need to be right. And for others, just a couple things need to be right. But they start with things like, am I going to get an STI? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get pregnant? Right? We have to worry about those things much more than the masculine because they those are problems for us in a way that they aren't always for the masculine. Although I've had a number of friends with throat cancer who got it from going down on girls who had HPV. So, you know, you have to be careful of, 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 S, of all STIs. But then it's, is the room warm enough or cool enough? Is the lighting good or harsh? Is the music nice? Are the sheets soft and clean? Are, is there a stack of towels? Do we have enough lube? Do I have my vibrators that I like to use when we make love? Do we have a pitcher of water? Is the door locked? Is no one going to bother us? You know, there's a lot of things that can be created when you set a lover space. And when the masculine sets the lover space for the woman and then begins to seduce her before she enters the lover space, when she gets there and everything is ready for her, it is so much easier for her to surrender to her pleasure and let her mind go. That's the thing that helps. I always say to guys, turn around and come back and get us and get us mm. to where you are. That's the seduction. That's the foreplay that we need. And setting the lover space is a big part of that. If you know she wants these towels and this lube and this is her favorite sex playlist, well, dude, fire that shit up because, you know, <laughs> when we get there and things mm -hmm. are ready, let's go. <laughs> we, we're as horny as you are. We're just not as horny as you are right now. <laughs> so lover space and then the sexual soulmate pact, which I do want to talk about. I think it's my number one technique of all the techniques. It's the king of the techniques and it's how to ask for what you want in the bedroom. Mm. How to know what you want and ask for it without hurting your partner's feelings. And then the next one is polarity, the masculine feminine, which I've I've talked a bit about already, but there are ways to bring that masculine energy to the bedroom that women want so much that men are kind of afraid to do because they don't want to cross any boundaries. So polarity and finding your way through polarity so that you can really ravish her the way she wants to be ravished is a really nice skill. That's a that's a higher level skill. That's a very, very, very rich vein to mine. And then embodied sexuality. You know, people get disconnected from their 
bodies. Mm. So understanding how to connect hearts and eyes and breath and just how to be in your body, how to ride orgasms, how to come for an hour, how to have different kinds of orgasms, you know, whether it's knowing the body and what it can do and how to bring all parts of it, you know, not just put a penis in a vagina, mm -hmm. but touch every part of you, you know? And then the final one of the six, so it's presence, lover space, the sexual soulmate pact, polarity, embodied sexuality. And then number six is erotic play dates. Mm. Couples that play together, stay together, especially in the bedroom. It's the notion that there is <laughs> a monotony to monogamy and that you need to circumvent that because desire is a combination of the security of understanding and being comfortable with your partner with the novelty and the variety and the spontaneity of great, fun, new, exciting things that you can do together. So having a lot of erotic playdates where you're not just having sex, you're learning something new together. Hey, let's work on deep throating today. Hey, I really want to explore G-spot pleasuring. Hey, let's try ejaculating. Oh, I'm going to try edging to the point of no return so that I can work on my multi-orgasmic man techniques. You know, whatever. These kinds of things can be really, really fun. So erotic playdates are like the cherry on the top mm. of sexual soul matery. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So summarize six essentials for connected sex. Presence, creating the space, mm -hmm. sexual soulmate pack, polarity, embodied sexuality, and erotic play dates. A plus Zach Beach. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. And I, lo I love that lover space too, because I think it's really important for people to recognize the difference between spontaneous and responsive desire, that for some people, they get the mental desire first and the physical desire second, but for others, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And you said you wanted to come back to sexual soulmate pack. So let's yeah. come back to that. And what is that for listeners unfamiliar? The sexual soulmate pact is, a, it's the bedroom communication skill. It's an agreement between partners. And I know that we don't, we can't go on and on. We were, you know, we're, we have to be conscious of everyone's time. So what I want to tell you is that you can download this sex technique at sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement, sexual soulmate pact.com. And you can share it with your partner and you can create an agreement to tell each other what you need in the bedroom. There's really two parts to it. The first is that we are animals, you know, homo sapien, we're, we are the homo sapiens. And if you look at the tree of life, you look at all the branches, there's the, there's the ponies and there's the puppies and there's the kitties and the lions and the tigers and there's the whales and the dolphins. And then there's the monkeys and on the monkey tree, the great, you know, the primates and the great apes, we've got the orangutans and we've got the bonobos and we've got the chimps and all the gorillas and there's the homo sapiens mm -hmm. on that branch. We're not sitting down at the base of the tree of life eating an apple. We're up in the branch with the monkeys. So we're actually with the apes. And the, the interesting thing about that is that we think we're these lofty creatures. Well, really what we are are just simple, simple animals. Mm. And we are subject to the vagaries of our, our hormone panels and our blood sugar and how much sleep we've gotten and how much stress we're under and the traumas of our childhood and, you know, all the stuff. And what happens as well is that for the masculine, he's horny every day, like a heartbeat, boom, 
boom, mm. boom, boom. He gets a testosterone load first thing in the morning, about 6 a.m., and he wakes up, boing, I'm horny. What's going on? <laughs> What's for breakfast? Who wants to fuck? And the woman, she's on this 28-day cycle, right? So she's like, mm, she's mm-hmm. got a five-day horny window around ovulation. And it's not like she doesn't want sex all the time. She wants sex all the time. She would, you ask women, would you like to have great sex as much as you want all the time? Who's going to say no? But there are times when we're willing to to actually initiate or to signal our availability much more than other times. So because of that, what we want in any given moment is very different. Yesterday, we were a kitty cat and today we are a lioness and we are pawing you. And even in the same lovemaking date, you know, the first hour you are, you need to be held in the soulmate embrace and you need to be stroked like a kitty and you need to have time to relax and let down and you need to bitch about five or six things. <laughs> <laughs> because once you start to relax, you've got to let go of emotion. You've got to, you know, get that out. And then, ah. <sighs> Well, now you're starting to feel a little bit more yourself and you're now you're like actually aware that there's another human being beside you holding you in their in their arms mm. you know? <laughs> and they're holding you still and holding you and hugging you and stroking your hair and then all of a sudden your mouth starts to water and your eyes tear up a little and your vagina starts to lubricate and then you're like oh this feels good pull me a little closer you know and mm-hmm. pretty soon you're making out with him and then you're tearing off your clothes and then you're you know now you want him to lift you up and you know hold you against the wall and make love to you you know and whatever so we go through these arousal ladders at in different ways what feels Mm. good to us on day one isn't the same as day two you know sometimes we want it much harder and the orgasms feel further away and other times we're just coming like crazy from the moment our lover hits the bed you know it's just that's how it is living in a woman's body especially but also in the masculine and so the more that you understand that it has absolutely nothing to do with your technique or how much you love the person and has Mm. so much more to do with the fact that you ate sugar last night and didn't sleep or you drank three glasses of wine and didn't sleep well and so your orgasms are further away today once you get to the point where it's like okay we're just animals so i'm just going to tell you what my animal wants i'm going to listen to my animal body i'm going to listen to my body wisdom i'm going to tell you what i need mm. and when i tell you and you don't take it personally when zach instead you're like thank you baby i really appreciate that how was that now do you want it lighter still or does that feel good now to the left this far left or here you know you're always giving her choices so she doesn't really have to think very hard cuz she mm-hmm. you want her in her surrendered state so when you acknowledge her, when she doesn't have to use her manners, when she just can blurt out anything that she needs to say, and it can, it can go both ways, but this is very much the masculine feminine. It works well in that kind of, you know, masculine feminine relationship. You apply this as needed in your own relationship. But when when she can just say anything that she needs, he wants to give her impl- incredible pleasure. He wants to blow her freaking mind. He wants to give her so many orgasms that it takes her like a half an hour to recover from him making love to her. 
That's what he wants. He wants her to be begging him for sex. He wants her to be wor- texting him when you get home tonight. Can you do that to me again? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's that's he wants to do a good darn job at that. That is what he is driven to do. When you both begin to ask for what you want and say what's feeling good and, you know, are communicating in this really beautiful dynamic cross flow where nothing's off the table and everything's a possibility in every given moment. And it's just these crazy monkey bodies that we live in. And it's you, how could you know what to do? Cause I don't even know till I tell you what she's telling me to tell you, you know, then you're starting to really get some good communication. And that's when your sex life gets on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral mm. where sex keeps getting better and better and better and better. And you're like, God, there's no end to how great we can be in bed. And you're like, Suze, is it, is, are we going to hit a wall someday? And I'm going to be like, nope, you can just keep <laughs> going. It keeps getting better. There's always more. Don't worry. Step out into the unknown darkness. You will find connection there. So that's the sexual soulmate pact, which is reporting in from your animal. Just tell each other what your body wants in the moment. And thank you. Getting, giving the encouragement and the appreciation for the information that you so need. And then, boy, you start getting good together. Wow. So I think I need a cigarette. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in Marin. What you really need is a vape, a vape hit of some really nice sativa. <laughs> You're amazing, Susan. You help partners blow each other's minds. And in this short conversation, my mind is blown. You're just Yay. a gushing fountain of wisdom. And <laughs> thank you so well much said. for coming on. And uh, we're running out of time. So I have to finish okay. by asking you the question I love to ask all of my guests. Which is, what do you wish everyone knew about love? Well, I think the most important thing is that it can be deeper and deeper and deeper if you use your heart muscle. Mm. The heart muscle is is like a door. It must be opened. And when you open it, you can feel more and more love. And giving love, loving someone, works that muscle actually almost as hard, even harder, perhaps, than feeling the love. If you don't feel like you are loved, start loving. And Mm. it gives you the same body sensation as being loved. So you can have as much love as you want right now by loving all day long, Mm. everyone you meet, especially yourself. And that's how to use the love muscle. Wonderful. I love it. Use your heart muscles. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, you've met- before you say goodbye, can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay. So, we've had a, you know, 50 minute conversation now. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me the three things you felt were the most valuable things that you hadn't heard before that were something that was going to stick with you. Like, oh, I did this podcast with Susan Bratton and I learned these three really cool things. What were they? For you. You mean I have to pick three? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed and really resonated with so many of the things that you said. I mean, just what comes to mind about three and takeaways is one, like when entering into a relationship, know our values, know what Mm. really matters most to us, whether it's honesty or family or faith. Now, the platinum rule, I realized I had heard one time before, but it's awesome to hear that reminder. The platinum Mm. rule is 
treat your partner as they want to be treated. I love this idea of sexual soulmates not being just some magical combination of two people, but a willingness to try new things, learn new things, practice being present, vulnerable, being willing to be seen. And it's something that's co-created between two people trying their best to learn about each other's desires and meeting them. Great. Thank you for the feedback. I really, I said a lot of stuff, so it was fun to hear (laughs) what you liked the best. No problem. So <laughs> you mentioned a number of websites, including sexualsoulmatepack.com, soulmateembrace.com, myrelationshipmagic.com. For our listeners that want to find you, what's like your main hub? Where's the best place to go? Personallifemedia.com has all my books, all my articles, everything searchable. So anything I said where you're like, I want more of that, it's on there. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Susan, for coming on to the show. You are an absolute fountain of wisdom. Oh, thanks, Zach. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the show. We hope you remember the very important lessons from today. We also hope you remember the six essentials for connected sex. Presence, lover space, sexual soulmate pack, polarity, embodied sexuality, and erotic playdates. Remember that couples that play together stay together. If you want to learn more about me, you can head to ZachBeach.com and learn more about the show at TheHeartCenter.com. Thanks again, Susan. Thank you, Zach. Thanks again for listening to the Learn to Love podcast. To learn more about the show and your host, head over to ZachBeach.com or TheHeartCenter.com. You can also follow Zach on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 